We are back. Episode 49. 49. Yeah, 49. Wow. You know what that means? What does it mean? 1 until 50. Oh, 1 until 50 for Matt's. How are we going for Daniel? Right, uh, good, mate. Like three and a half weeks since we last recorded. It's been three and a half weeks. Weird that we don't have a headset. I know, I was going to say. Yeah. Are we like recording? Are we not recording? We're like, I'm not fucking I've had been gone, Um Yeah, it's been like two and a half, three weeks. Went back to the UK, had my best mate stag do, wedding. Man, weddings are so cool. They're just like, it's just, it's, it's cool. Because I think it's not like completely changed my perception of like marriage and stuff like that. Because I don't really think I'm bothered about it. But it's more how like everyone's just there for you. And it's just this loved up day of just everyone's so happy. Yeah. Everyone is just like, it's, it's such a like awesome energy to like be around. Everyone just oh, wants yeah. to be in a good mood the whole day. And like, have you been to like? Yeah, I've been quite. I've been to quite a few weddings, and yeah, every time I go, I'm like, Jesus, love, loves. Love. It's awesome. <laughs> the, it's so fucking love, nice. Love is great, but um, it's it's one of those things where it's, the day is just always beautiful, but then it's just like after a couple of days, you just go back to reality. It's like, oh, okay, yeah, no, I'm over it again. I know. I'm about to sit now. I'm like, fuck with her. <laughs> That's a lie. Yeah, no. I'm and Dan wants to get married. Everyone. No, I'm kind of over. I'm kind of more open to it. I think before because I was like, I don't know not i don't know it's something about it i'm like i'm not really bothered about it when people are like oh it's the next step in commitment i'm like but why but why is that the next step yeah because i feel like moving in with someone is a, is a much bigger commitment than just being like we're married so i'm fucking living with you like i want to like build this life and build our home together but i don't know that's just my i always find there's there's like a, a, a connection between people who want to get married and people who don't want to get married and there's when you look at i guess what their experience of love is through their parents and always has a massive effect on mm-hmm. whether they want to have kids and whether they want to get married. Because, for example, if you, I know a couple of my friends who really want to get married and they've come from like a family where they were so close, like yeah. they've seen their mom and dad uh, grow together and them grow with their parents and they've seen what love looks like. They're like, I really want that. Mm-hmm. I really want kids because I had a really good childhood. And then on the flip side, you see people who may not have had similar upbringing or maybe grew up in a single parent household. Um, or whatever and then they might think actually that doesn't like marriage isn't for me or a kid will for me because yeah. you don't you've never been able to experience what actual love is because yeah. yeah. i I've, i'm i'm more of a i'm very much open to both kids and marriage and that comes from a, like a single parent household but i think the only reason why i still want it is because i was still able to see what love was like through mm. my family that I had around me growing up in Jamaica. Like, I was really close to all my cousins, my aunties, my uncles, and my mom had really close friends that showed me so much love and showed, like, created a family atmosphere. So I felt like that was the reason why, even as I grew older and didn't really have a dad and grew up in a single-parent household, whatever, I was still open to the idea of it because I was still able to experience the level of what love is. Yeah, so. so it can be that. Yeah. It can be that. Decent. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it was a minor in about think for a bit and you were like, so gaslighting. I was like, horrible. Yeah, we're horrible. Very horrible. But anyway, we randomly segued into that. Apologies. But thank you very much, people who are back. Yes, again, we are at episode 49. If you are a regular listener, thank you very much. Keep listening. And if you are new, we are Men Know Nothing, hosted by myself, Dwayne, and I'm Dan. Welcome to the podcast, giving you the unqualified advice you never ask for on a regular basis. Boom, he went over there. 
episode 48 was a bit of a struggle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're watching on Spotify or on YouTube, or if you're even watching the little clips, you're going to see that we're in these... Jeez. We've got some research. Look at that. John Mike turn, turn, that. turn around. Turn. Mate, who gave these men a microphone? Look at that. There we Down go. Down the bar cooler right there. Let's go. Let's see yeah. it. They're so comfy so as well. So comfy, so comfy. Really? Um, comfy. We, did, we, splurged, we splurged in these. Yeah. We didn't uh, go cheap, so... Hopefully in the near future, we will be putting these out and so. uh, selling some merch. I think so. But anyway, we're going to go for yeah. the first thing we do in every episode. Awesome. Let's go. Is what would you do? What would you do? So this is so this is a part when we ask someone about a situation they've been in and, you know, that could be fucked up, could be something to do with dating, one night stand, whatever it is, any like crazy story, even just a crazy funny story. And you're like, what would you do in my scenario? Mm -hmm. And so we get these people to send it in, and we basically do a bit of a deep dive, get an understanding of what we would do, and just have a bit of a fucking laugh. 100%. So today we have a quite a good one. I'm excited to read this one. Let's go. Um, so here we go. <clears throat> I've been seeing this girl for a few months now. We hook up every other week, go on dates, and have great conversations. She's a sweet pad in the, in the Melbourne CBD. And we talk about our jobs and future. We talk about my job and my future plans, etc. But I'm starting to notice that every time I ask what she's up to when we're not together, she gives me vague answers like hanging out with a friend or going away for the weekend. She's busy on weekends, which is cool with me, but it's starting to bug me that she won't give me straight answers. She's always quite ambiguous. So one night, we're out for dinner. And we're having a good time chatting back and forth. Things are great. While we're in this restaurant, a random guy in brackets older walks up, walks up to her and says, hello, gives her a hug and a kiss in the cheek. I could sense that there was some sort of history there based on how he engaged with her, but I was relaxed. They chatted for about 30 seconds and then he left. After dinner, we went back to her place. And while we were lying in bed, I asked her, how do you know the guy? And she said, he's a friend. I just responded saying, fair enough. We put a movie on and after about 30 minutes, I think she felt bad and she dropped a bombshell. She's an escort. Oh, fuck. Oh, I did not see that coming. So that's how she's afforded her fancy apartment and why she's always booked on weekends. And the guy we saw was one of her clients. <laughs> like she assured me that she's always safe and uses protection with clients but i'm not sure how to handle this news what should i do yeah. fucking hell that is uh <laughs> i'm sweating a bit how many times has he seen her oh it's a couple of months they can see each other a couple of months yeah so he's like invested. He's he's, he's like a little bit invested. But hanging on dancing. How how many months? I just said a couple of months. No, 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 like is it like two, three, four, well, five, two, like, like two like months. Two, so they've been seeing each other quite a bit. Yeah, like every other week, once a week. Oh <laughs> like. What would you do? What would I do? In that situation. Um I mean I think at first, far mate. Oh, I couldn't even imagine being in that situation. Mm. But I'd be probably like pretty taken back at first and, you know, question why didn't she tell me? Um, do you think you could date someone who was in like, who was, I, I, bro, I, my ego would, I don't think I could. I don't know if it, my ego. Nah. 
Nah. Uh, like, not saying there's anything wrong with it. You you want to like hustle however you want to hustle, but um, well, I I don't. Yeah, think, I didn't. I don't think I could. Is that her mate? I assume because that's her main source of income. Yeah, I think yeah, that's yeah, what. That's why I said her, her yeah. place in Melbourne CBD. Well, so 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 what would you do, bro? I like for me personally, if I liked her and I could get over the ego thing and I wanted to date her, I'd be like, hey, you gotta stop doing whatever it is you're doing. Fair enough. Like she might not want to do that. Then we'll end. Yeah. But I'd be like, look, if this is going to work, I, you can't be shagging other people. Yeah. Like, because yeah. I'd just be like, if I'm out of restaurants and this happens, it would just hit me. And it is an ego thing. It is an ego thing. Yeah. But I just, and I it's, very, it's very different if it's like an ex that you bump into compared to someone who's paying you for a service as well. Yeah. It's like you bump into ex people that your partner slept with or whatever. But I think it kind of was a bit different when it, it's, it's someone that's paid for your service. Or it's like a regular yeah. as well. Because it could be someone that she'd just seen like yesterday. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's even the fact that he said he'd, he'd asked her, oh, what are you up tonight? Or what are you doing this weekend? And she'd be really ambiguous with the answers and not give him any details. She clearly likes him. I feel like she likes him. If you're lying to someone. <laughs> what? I feel like to lie to someone, it means that you care about how they, maybe like if you lie to someone, you care about their opinion of you almost. So it's like, I don't want to tell them because I don't want to get into that conversation yet. Yeah, but on the flip side, if you like someone, you should want to tell them the truth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, I do agree. Like, that, it does come down to like, that. I think I there is that, there is a, like, like, there could be anywhere. Yeah. She might not, but there could be a level of that. Because if you've been seeing someone for like two, three months, once, twice a week, mm. you could be like, oh, I don't know how to like approach this, but mm. mate, what would I do? But, mate, but uh, also, I wonder how long it would have been until she actually found the courage to tell him, or do you think it was that guy walking into the restaurant oh, yeah. and then sparking it was like actually nah this is weird i need i need to i need to say it i'd, I'd say probably that sparked it but yeah. i wonder how long she would have gone not saying if that yeah. guy wasn't there i mean what would you do me i if i if for me if i was hanging out with her and it was just purely physical i wouldn't really i wouldn't really bother yeah. but it sounds like he's interested but yeah but if i was interested in the girl and i really liked her probably I don't think I'd be able to carry on nah. carry on that whatever situation ship it was. I don't think so. God bless her. God bless yeah. to whatever decision. I'll you do make. a follow up and find yeah, out. What I'm what so curious. I wonder if there's anyone else. I'd be really interested if they are actually dating someone and they know that they're an escort mm. and just that how they handle it. I'd be so yeah. curious. It's also different if you start dating something new from the get go. Yeah, that's yeah, sure. Yeah. That's fine, but I think it's having it sprung on you. If having it sprung on you when you're two months deep hanging out, I think that would be like the difficult thing for most people. I don't know, man. That's oh, that that's a that's a that's fair play. No. Fair play. I wonder if he's still. Yeah, we'll see her after, or like what, where the conversation went. Because you'd be like, I'm an escort. Sweet. I really want to see her that apartment in Melbourne looks like. I reckon it's really nice. Yeah, it wouldn't be. It's like high rise right back in the city. Fuck. Or maybe she said, if you're going to do this, just give me a percentage. <laughs> All right. I just... <laughs> I'm doing anything. I just want... Was he holding the camera or <laughs> wanking the guy off? I don't want to take. No, I don't want to take part. <laughs> okay, well, if you. If you're less like a row, a fluffer. Unless, like a fluffer. unless one is <clears throat> um, intrigued you, please let us know. Um, please let us know your opinions uh, yeah. in our DMs because. Yeah. You want to know because they're very, very interesting. Yeah, interesting situation to be on. If you that were, I want to be in. If you were dating someone and you found out a couple of months in that they were an escort, what would you do? Yeah, that's the question that is asking. Yeah, that's position because I'm hoping it will sound good if we, you know.
Cut it. Yeah, cut it. Yeah. And just ask that oh, question. Thanks, man. Just ask that question. And cut. Yeah. Okay, right. What are we talking about today, man? What are we talking about today? You've got this, bro. We want to fix relationships. Because people... Do we? People... Yeah. We want to break some up, bro. Well, yeah, well, this, yeah, that's the point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Martin, part of fixing them is also breaking. That's very true. That's very true. Wise words. The unqualified therapist. Yes, there you go. So today we are talking about why do people have bloody problems in their relationships? Mm-hmm. And I put a little message out into the social media stratosphere of my story to ask my followers. And I got back some really good answers, but I probably should have reiterated that we didn't want the bog standard answers of narcissism, narcissism, lack of communication, all that kind of stuff. Because obviously, if someone is narcissistic, that is going to be a problem. Obviously, if someone is not communicating, that is going to be a problem. We want to go into, I guess, the smaller, more nitty gritty things that maybe over time piled up on top of each other will probably cause fucking issue. Mm. What, some of the ones that you got sent in? So one of the ones that I actually thought was someone who is overcritical and is always complaining about their partner. Mm-hmm. So initially when you think, okay, if someone is overcritical about their partner, it might be something or say someone is complaining about them not doing the dishes. Like, in the grand scheme of things, you may think someone not doing dishes isn't a big deal. But when you compound that shit over five, ten years that your partner never does dishes or you're always having to tell them to do the dishes, that obviously becomes an issue. Mm-hmm. But I think there's also a, a fine line between complaining about a problem and then being critical of your partner. Mm-hmm. There's a completely different side. You can complain about the dishes not being done, but if you start to be overcritical about how your partner then... Sh- like acts when it comes to doing the dishes. I think that's where people have that issue. And I think if you become overcritical about your partner to an extent where it doesn't seem as if there's a problem solved, where you're not problem solving, yeah, yeah. you're just always complaining about mm-hmm. the issue. If the conversation isn't hard about what the issues is and they're always doing the same thing, that can create kind of a toxic and negative atmosphere in the relationship. Well, I think the reason why that happens is because there is an inadequacy in the relationship. Mm. So for someone to be overcritical of something that is maybe quite like trivial, mm. it's because there's probably something else going on. Yeah. So, you know, if someone's overcritical about just doing the dishes and stuff like that, it's a very small trivial thing. Yeah. And it's probably like a compound of like how many things are going wrong in this relationship. Yeah. yeah. Also, is this person really happy? Are they just projecting as a way to say, I'm actually really not happy in this relationship? Because quite often people who aren't happy, it's called like, what is it, protesting behavior? It's people who make arguments yeah, on the basis exactly. of whether there's nothing to like argue about. And so I think that that can be like a really big thing that people do. But on the flip side of this, I watched this video the other day and it was really interesting. He was like, relationships aren't about equality. They're about the equality in the inequality. And I really liked that. And basically what he was trying to explain in it, it isn't about both doing the bins twice a week or both doing the dishes twice a week or both doing cooking twice a week. Is doing as much you can done, man, with man. your own like capabilities yeah. and showing up as much. I don't know, I've never seen him before. Yeah. But he was like doing as much you can with your abilities in the scope of what you can do on a day-to-day basis. Mm-hmm. And that is the equality in the inequality. Yeah. Because you both might not be able to cook evenly because one someone's job they might come home a little bit later yeah. someone might have to get up a little bit earlier but if you can both just balance that out and do the best in your own areas i think yeah. that's where you can that's find that. balance and that equality exactly like if someone is the better cooker and they decide they're yeah. gonna cook all the time so then i'll, I'll, but, I'll then, but someone's like a better cleaner or they're really good at fixing shit My, uh, you're gonna do that because you know you're good at that <clears throat> you're gonna let your partner do that because yeah. you know you're good at that 
But even like stuff, even if it's not stuff like that. So if we think small, minute things like, oh, your partner is like always five to 10 minutes late. For something. Yeah. Like that might not seem like a big deal, but then when you look at the grand scheme of things and you look at stuff from a macro point of view and you extend it out, not to if you're looking at both of you in your relationship in your early 20s or your 30s, like if your partner is always late and then you then expand that and you start having kids and your kid needs to get picked up from football training and your partner's late. Mm-hmm. It's just like, you can't be late for picking up your kid. Yeah, yeah. You can't be late for these important meetings that we need to have. You can't be late for this. You can't be late for that. So I think over time, those things really start to compound and then that's when it becomes a fucking issue. And I think whenever you are complaining about that situation and you aren't actually trying to figure out how, I guess, to, what's the word? Come to a point where you're actually both attempting to fix the situation. Why are you always late? Okay, because this, because that, because I, I had a meeting. Okay, did you organize the meeting? Yeah. Was there other times in the day that you could have organized that meeting with that person? Yeah. Uh, I didn't actually ask. Well, next time, if you know you have to pick up and yeah, yeah, stuff from the post office, when the post office closes at five, yeah, yeah. can you check that this person who you were meant to have a meeting at four. Can you check if they're free three? Yes, yeah. If they're meeting at 2.30. So it gives you more of a buffer. So I think, again, all this always just comes down to fucking community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like, <clears throat> as minuscule as it may sound, like communication is like the most important part mm. of any successful relationship. I'd say that the person who, let's say, would be um, having an issue, well, let's say as an example, someone isn't doing the dishes enough mm. i'd almost challenge it and be like you know if that person did start doing the dishes more would the relationship be great because mm. if not but well, then there's something else you're not saying it'd just be one percent better no but but i'm like the, this is the point it's like yeah. is that really the thing that you're looking to change yeah if that was fixed is there anything else you're looking at because quite often like i said there's a bigger picture at play yeah. and when people are unhappy with these little moments it's like there's really something else i can but then also oh, little can... moments are what makes a big yeah, yeah, yeah. something as small as doing the dishes if they start doing that you're like okay now we're one percent better and obviously this is not just a you're always doing wrong you're always doing wrong if it's a good partnership it should be a back and forth of how I can what can i do this week <clears throat> what can i do this month this year to make us stronger so if it's something as small as washing dishes and then your partner might say, oh, child, not child. Um, and then your partner might say, oh, you, you never take the the, the, the bins or whatever. Yeah, I'd say in a slide, you don't do this, I don't do that. But it's more so that if we can do those small little one percenters, then the bigger the bigger picture will be a yeah. lot nicer to look at. You know what I mean? Hello, we'll look orgs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I think that's the way you just have to look at it. And I also think whenever people are end up in these relationships that they find their partners being quite overcritical and maybe negative towards them as a person, then I think it's almost up to you to take responsibility and, and why we need to think about why do I and why have I been accepting this kind of Let's they hear here from, from from my partner. Yeah. Well, why am I as a person accepting? And we're we're using washing dishes and taking out the bins. Yeah. But like there's other overcritical things that exactly in relationship yeah. that are almost very very toxic. Stuff like overcritical about how your body looks, overcritical about I mean how you dress, shit like that. And I think 
a part of that is people only accept the kind of love that they think they deserve. Yeah. And I think if you find yourself in a relationship where you, you are on the receiving end of stuff like that, it's so important to look and, and think, why am I still here? What are the, what are the situations? What are the, the, the logistical reasons as to why yeah. I don't feel I'm in a good place to actually leave and, and make a change? And then when you start really going deep, you create a, a version of you or being, sorry. Oh, when you really start going deep, you really start to understand what it is that you need and what it is that you don't need in a relationship and how you can then potentially progress further and maybe potentially move out of that situation. I, I found that with my past relationship, she was, I found that Paul is quite overcritical. Mm. And there was an underlying thing of like, we're not happy. Yeah. So like, you know, I think it's really easy that when you see all these moments, you're like, this person just isn't happy. And they're projecting that unhappiness in ways of like, do this, do that, fix this, fix that. And it's like, we're clearly just like, you're just not happy, you know? Because if you were happy with the relationship, these little things might not be a big issue. Yeah. Because if in general you were happy and in general, like you were there for each other in general, you showed up as much as you could, you wouldn't care if they forget to take the bin out every couple of days. You're like, oh, fuck it. I'll, I'll just go and do it. You shouldn't mm-hmm. care. Yeah. So I think it does come down sometimes where it's like, are you really happy? You know? When you figure that out? Um, three days in? <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. No, no, I'm joking. Not kidding, kidding. Kidding, 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 kidding. Do you actually realize that at the time? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. was this? I know, I realized this afterwards. Yeah, I realized oh, yeah. afterwards. You didn't actually. Because, like, <clears throat> at the time, like, we had this, like, back and forth. And I always felt, I think, that in this relationship, I almost felt that, like, I wasn't capable of being in a relationship. It really created so much self doubt in me. I'm like, maybe yeah. I just don't have the capabilities because of my upbringing and all these different things. I was like, maybe I just don't have the capabilities. My relationship before, she used to say the same things. This one then said the same things. They were really overcritical. It was. <laughs> it, it, no, the thing is, it was. The but it, I was the, definitely the common denominator, but it also then, like, I realized after it's because I was in the wrong relationship. Yeah. I wasn't turning up because I wasn't happy. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. I wasn't happy, I didn't want to do things for them. And because I didn't do things, they were then nitpicking at every single thing, but really they were just unhappy. And I've noticed now I don't have these situations anymore because I'm happy. And so because I'm happy, I always want to do things for the other person, just naturally. I just want to make their life as easy as possible. I want to show up for them as much as possible. So I don't have these situations anymore where they're just like stupid things that I do do yeah. where my ex would have said something. It's like, that doesn't happen anymore because they don't care. They're like, oh, fuck it. It's just like a personality trait of yours. You do so many great things. Like, I'm not bothered about them. the slide. Yeah. The, the small things don't mean anything, which is like what I realized moving into this new relationship. Yeah. Well, there you go. I think it's important to notice that yeah. if the small things that you have to do start to feel like a burden, yeah. then you probably need to yeah. you probably need to have a little think about that. And if you think this is about you, yeah, it probably, probably is. is. Yeah, yeah, that's a very good point. Yeah, yeah it was weird. It was weird. If small things start to bother you, then there's an underlying. Yeah, hundred percent. I I think so massively because it is weird when you think about it. It's like if you're in a loving relationship, someone just not taking out the bin. It's like fuck, like. If they're showing up enough in other areas, yeah, just fucking they, just fucking take the bin out. Like it is what it is, yeah. you know. Um, like I'm making coffee pretty much every morning. Right, I'm always the one to make coffee. Yeah, in this relate, well, I just don't care. I'm yeah. like I'm not others. I'm yeah. like whatever. Because there are so many other areas where I get value. It's like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. You know, I'm like oh, well, you didn't do it for me yesterday. I'm always doing it. It's like, whatever. But also, I also think in in happy relationship, it's also nice when there's like that 
like that continuation of like yeah. that's just our thing yeah wake up every morning and make me call yeah exactly and it's a nice thing where it's like for for your partner it's more so that's my little treat before i start my day and then my partner yeah. brings me in i'll call for you or exactly. my partner makes you breakfast yeah. it's enough to know i start to become a burden where it's like i'm always having to make you go he's like no it's a nice to me you yeah, your partner yeah, exactly i take it for what it is and that's what a partner would do on the nice thing yeah. to you yeah uh-huh. i've paid one thanks man <laughs> She's Lara, Lara, he's crying. Still won't wear this fucking jumper. <laughs> okay, you're gonna wear it. Um, have you got one? I have actually. I think there is a big reason why. <clears throat> Hopefully, the coughing doesn't come through the mic. It obviously will come through the mic. Um, I think I think a big issue of why people have problems in a relationship is because people get in a relationship to try and get something out of it. Yeah. And when those expectations aren't met they usually get quite upset. And I think the big thing about relationships and what I've learned over time is that you want to get into a relationship to give something because the purpose of a relationship is basically to magnify human emotion. And that's why when we have something great happen in our day, we want to share that with our partner. So I think that that's sometimes why people have these problems because they're like, I want my partner to fix me. So I think... That's why there's an issue because I think people say, you know, I think people get into a relationship because they're like, I have an issue and I want someone to help me. I have an issue being on my own. So I want someone to be there with me. I want someone to validate my inadequacies. And that's a really big thing. All they want to do is get into a relationship to take. And so their expectations aren't met, which fair enough, they shouldn't be met. Your job shouldn't be to get into a relationship to get something. Get into a relationship because you want to magnify. You want to magnify the beauty of a relationship, you know? Relationships are an amazing thing. If you get into it, it's like, I just want to give. I just want to give as much as I can. I think Alex Walmosey, he had this like quote he said ages ago, and it's to do with business, but I kind of like like it in this. It's like, give so much that it gets to the point you don't need to ask to get, people just give you. And I'm like, that is such a great way to think about it, you know? Think so like unselfishly, if that's like the word, but it's like, just give, just give so much that people eventually like give back, you know? And so I think that's a big reason why people get, have issues in relationships. They get into them for the wrong reason. And yeah, also I think, thinking back on what you said, people get into those relationships because they're trying to fill a void that they're missing out on. In yeah, 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 for sure. Life. For I sure. think, for me anyway, personally, I want to be in a place where I'm so happy being on my own. Yeah, yeah. So happy being single. So happy being in, Jay Shetty talked about this, being in solitude, where you're in a place where you can be on your own and be able to kind of grow as a person. And if you get to that point where you're so content with being on your own that it needs to take someone special yeah, to yeah, come yeah. and disrupt that. Yeah, that's yeah, me because you want some to, someone to accentuate the life that you already have. You don't want to be sad, lonely, um, um, and version on depression. And then you find someone that somehow makes you happy because then later on down the line, there's going to come a point where that relationship between you and your new partner is going to bring some trauma to light. Mm. It's going to bring out the, the, inadequacy, the inadequacies and the parts of you that you're searching for that they aren't able to provide. And then it's also not fair on that new partner as well. 100%. Because if you are in this relationship because you're trying to receive something or you're searching for something and you're expecting this new person to be fine to yeah. actually give you that, when they don't hit that target or they don't give you what you want them to give you or what you expect them to give you, you're going to be so disappointed. Exactly. And then that's going to potentially bring and ha- leave you with some resentment towards that person. Because in your head, you probably thought, 
this is my person. Yeah. They're amazing. Da, 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 da. But I always say when when you're in relationship, relationships with someone where you allow yourself to be emotionally vulnerable, that's when you actually start to see the real versions of yourself and you start to see the little cracks in your armor that you thought were fixed. Because when you're on your own, you're relaxed. There's no one really like fluctuating your emotions up and down. But when you meet these persons, they're like a mirror of you. The parts, the parts of them that trigger you or the parts of them that upsets you is is a reflection of what you're obviously dealing with inside. So I do think people have those issues because purely they're going into these things, searching for something that they can't find with themselves, which then hope that someone's actually gonna hopefully feel that. And that's just not the way to do shit. I'm not even fair in that person. I think there are so many people and everyone probably knows them where they're like, I just want to be in a relationship. Yeah, Those kind of people, you don't, you should not be in a relationship. If that's your like goal is just to get into a relationship, well then you just need to be on your own. I think there are loads of people who are like, you know, fuck, I went two months without booze. Try going without dating in two months and see how you feel. Like so many people would go without booze for two months, but couldn't sit by themselves for three hours. They would benefit. And I know people that have done this and they've taken a break from dating and they've realized so much about themselves because they haven't had the validation. They haven't had the, you know, constant busyness of going out, introducing to new people, like swiping on Tinder, all the like dopamine hits and all like that. And they just have time on their own. And some people find it like quite uncomfortable, but it's in those moments where you're like, most people would quit. And if you can just go through that period, that's when you start like winning. That's when I would start I like find people who aren't capable of being on, being, their being on their own or just being in silence weird. Mm. It's like people who always has to be around friends, always has to always has to be listening to podcasts, always has to be listening, apart from men or nothing, if you're listening to men or nothing, <laughs> it's fine. But always listen to music. Or even people who always feel the need to to listen to music in the shower or listen to music when they're cooking or listen to music when they're walking, listen to music when they do this or always be It's like, when do you ever are just in your own thoughts? When are you in a position where there's nothing actually going in and out of your ears besides just nature and cars going past and people walking by or just like in your room in silence without the TV? Is there ever a point where you allow yourself to be just free of mind? And when people don't do that, I'd say there's obviously something that you're running from that you're afraid your mind yeah that's why people say meditation is so important like i don't meditate because i find it very hard but i meditate in different ways i don't sit there like with my legs crawling it's about being silent it's about being silent than being in your own thoughts and that's i think that's so important because the thing about meditation is it's not trying to clear your mind of thoughts it's about accepting the thought processes that goes through your mind but knowing that they're going to come and go it's like you can be sitting there with your eyes closed and you remember about your ex from seven years ago. Meditation is all about accepting that the thought came into your mind, letting it come in, and then just go again. Yeah. Like, you don't need to sit there and think, oh my God, why am I thinking about my ex? Yeah, fair. Like, it's your ex. You, you had a relationship with that person. You're obviously, yeah. in your in your peace of mind, something just happened. And then whether you want to explore that is another thing. But I, I always say that, like, why can people not just chill and be in the world? I think what that, are you running from? What, I think, what do you need? I think that, for anyone that's listening, if you have an issue being on your own and you always jump into new relationships to new relationships to find something, I promise you 99% of the time you're going to end up back on your own. Yeah. So if I were you, I would maybe take that time to be on your own now to give your future self the gratitude and the respect so you can eventually get into those relationships. Yes. 
And also, if you don't enjoy being your own, then why would you expect someone to actually... 100%. 100%. You can't be alone in your own thoughts for three hours. Why would you want to put someone through suffering of having to sit with you for three hours? Mm. You know what I mean? And it might be all um, rose petals and fairies in in the initial part of the dating process, because that's when you get to know everyone, and you're putting on your best foot. But once you start to get comfortable, and then you're really on your alone, alone with that person, and all these emotions are involved, like that's when you're gonna have to. That's when you're gonna start realizing, fuck, right? There's something wrong with me. I I've gone through that dating stage where I was just dating because I just didn't want to be my own. I was just dating for the validation. I was dating the girl like six, seven dates a week. Kill up. No, that was yes, I remember. I double. You're good. Anything seven dates a week. No, no. But I I I've been through that stage where I just I didn't have it fun. Um, but then it got to a point where I realized. I was getting bored. I was like, oh, I'm gonna have to go on another date. And as soon as I started getting bored, that's when I, I just called it. I'm like, I don't wanna go on another first date because I'm gonna have to talk about the exact same thing again, potentially. And I'm like, oh, it's yeah. draining. I just wanna have sex. Yeah. Um, but as soon as I started to realize it, that's when I was like, okay, nah, I need to stop. Yeah, fair. Spend too much money, wasting time going on dates with girls, obviously don't wanna actually yeah. date properly. And I think that's also a healthy way to look at it as well. As soon as you start to feel, because you're allowed to go through those things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're allowed to. I've had a call from, from him before when he's been on the phone to me. He's been like, mate, do I spend like four dates this week? You might want to call him and just <laughs> and see if he's all right. And I'm like, tell him mine is over <laughs> Why he's not calling you? Why don't he think he's old? It's like, mate, you would like check in with him. Just check in with him. Like, cool. I'll give him a call. I'll give him a call. I'll give him a call. I'll just rotate the record. the rotate the record. No. Probably doesn't listen to that. No. Shut your mouth. Um, You're not defensive at all, clearly. No, not at all. That's it. The fog can't be that loud enough. You're not defensive at all. Not talk. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm not triggered. In the bed. Right. So I think another reason. Paul. Why people end up having problems in relationship is disconnection after an argument or being aloof. I think one is very important to know the conversation style of your partner mm-hmm. or your the way your partner processes information and their argument styles. Like some people like to deal with the situation there and then as soon as it happens. Well, some people also like to take some time, think about what's happened, and then come back. Jay Shetty talked about this in his show. He says people have, I think it was argument styles, mm-hmm. um, where he he said that he is someone who likes to get stuff talked about and dealt with straight away. Yeah, sir. But his wife was very different. His wife liked to take some time, a few days, disconnect, and process it and then come back so the issue was that because his argumentative style was very different to his wife he realized that now that's never going to work in the long term like well and they still together yeah yeah oh right yeah, yeah he realized it but so then it's all about finding a happy compromise okay you have an argument he wants to do this straight away she has to take a few days find out the compromise and then then he said no it's maybe a day maybe they, they get they give each other a day to kind of figure their shit out and come together well the issue is if you don't figure that out, that's where the issue becomes. Because if you have a partner who does disconnect for three days and is aloof and isn't willing to even communicate the issue, 
that's where that problem lies. And the initially could be something small, but if it starts to actually pile up and there is this disconnect between how you both want to communicate, that's going to obviously create issues in the relationship as well. Yeah, 100%. I think that if you're not able to, I guess, decipher how you can both like communicate in that scenario, it can be really difficult. And that's like where you get the friction from. I think it's really cool if you're able to have that. Because I was thinking if someone is like the kind of, because I'm very much like that. I want to deal with it there, yeah. head on. And I really like getting into like the, the you know, um, confrontational, like part of it, I sort of fucking deal with it head on. And so like dealing with that, I think I would find it quite hard to give that person space. But I think over time I've kind of learned, you know, not everyone's the same as you. Like yeah. not everyone's the same. You have to be slightly empathetic that people just can't always run at the same pace or just deal with things how you deal with them. But I think that's spot on. You need to at least be able to acknowledge it and just talk about how you guys deal with it so you can then create a method that works for both of you. You think uh, if you had a partner, the passive aggressive will... Oh, you're massively. <laughs> yeah. Massively. Massively. Oh, yeah. Um, I thankfully don't have that now um, or haven't in this relationship, but, oh, massively. It would just piss me off because it comes across as like super immature as well. It's like, can't you have a fucking conversation? You can't just deal with like the fact you're annoyed. You have to just make sly comments like, oh, whatever. It's like, don't just fucking whatever me. Don't just, yeah, won't yeah, just yeah. fucking just say what you want to say and let's have it out. Or make little, or they make little snide comments. Yeah, let's just, just talk about it. I've obviously done something of yeah, you just said, just said it. Also, when people are passive aggressive, it actually just doesn't allow you as the other person in the relationship to actually address yeah, yeah, yeah. the issue or, or even resolve the conflict. That's the it's thing. more of a reflection about them as yeah. well. Just like, why are you not saying... I, I, had, um, I had the partner who was quite passive aggressive and I would call her out on it all of the time Yeah, because it was very annoying. And I, at the time then, I, w I was very much... I just didn't really enjoy ha having those kind of conversations. Mm. But whenever there was that passive aggressive thing, I'm like, let's just talk about it. Just say, just say what it is. Yeah, it's just annoying. Say what it is. Um, what was it? There's a situation. We'll clip that bit and send it straight to her. Yeah. There's a situation a couple of years ago during Black Lives Matter, and I had shared something on my Instagram story. And then a bunch of people were messaging me. And then I think my ex from 2015 messaged me and then my partner at the time she saw that while while i was actually with her so the phone was there obviously i didn't have really anything to hide and my ex had messaged saying oh i hope you're okay then a little uh me and my mom say hello whenever whenever she sees this on the phone doesn't say anything it was like a saturday night she acted quite normal and then throughout the whole week we're chatting as normal whenever whenever over text over um phone calls and then the following weekend, she comes back around to the house and she's just being weird. Like being very like short, being passive aggressive, taught, saying these random stuff. And I said, like, what's the, what, what, what's wrong? And she said, nothing. What do you mean? There's, no, there's clearly something going on here. You're being short. You're making these weird comments, whatever. Um, and we're going to order food. And I was like, okay, what do you, what do you want for food? Um, and she's explained, I was like, well, what's wrong? She's like, I'll tell you after we order food. I just said, 
You just you just tell me for five ten minutes that there's nothing wrong. Well, after we order food, can't say that. Just yeah. all. You're like, well, fine. I'm just getting some lunch. And, and I actually said, I actually said, I'm not ordering the food until you tell me because one, I won't be able to eat because yeah. the stomach's like all turned up upside down. Then she finally mentioned it about oh, I saw your ex, and I said to him, when 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 did you see the message or what was the for last week? And I was like, so you went. From the time I was with you when you initially saw the message, all we passed, talk to me as normal, on the phone as normal, and then it comes to the following weekend when you see when you've seen me that you now go into this weird protesting, um, passive aggressive, sarcastic kind of attitude, and you just held on just for the whole week. Yeah. I was like, that was like the, I think that was like the downfall. Catalyst, yeah. yeah, the catalyst. Because then I'm because in my head. I wasn't even going to therapy at this point, but in my head, I thought, like, surely, surely, as someone who deems to be quite emotionally mature and goes to therapy, she was going to therapy at the time, should have some sort of capability of being able to communicate that quite clearly. And after I explained the situation to her, she was fine. But in my head, I was pretty much thinking, how have you gone that whole week being normal and then coming into my house? being passive aggressive and when I address it you then pretend as if I'm chatting shit as if like there's nothing going on like no I'm buying it as well yeah that's weird man I think I've had yeah where people like oh I've got something I want to talk to you about later don't say, don't tell me then tell yeah, me yeah until later yeah I'm until you. you come to my my house and you're in my face then you can say don't start messaging me two days before you see me glad you want to talk I think there's a I think there's a I guess another one um, that I was thinking about why people will have issues in a relationship and this is a, I think a really big one is the lack of willingness to work on yourself and to like have that self-development so like if you're in a relationship with someone and uh, they're just like look I react like this and this is why this is where it's come from and that's you know whatever it is I think that for me is a really massive issue because it's like if you're not even willing to put in the work to make this relationship work then why do I want to make this relationship work and it's just like that is a really big thing because it it also shows as well it's like if you're not even willing to do this now what are you going to do when these triggers or these traumas or these past experiences become heightened even more and let's say we throw kids into the mix like are you still just going to go well this is who i am and this is the way it is and you have to accept that it's like fuck, not only oh, is that not only is that like that. for me but for yourself yeah how are you happy in yourself yeah like to just have this like so much internal you know emotional turmoil that you'd get a fucking stomach ulcer like how are you just happy with that so that i think is a really big problem that a lot of people potentially were dating that kind of person if they're not strong-willed would just be like oh whatever i'll just you know like it's that whole um the region beta paradox thing it's like you know it's not bad enough oh like you know but she does this but she does that but yeah there's this one like issue but it's like, yeah, but how bad is that issue like really, you know, causing you issues? And um, so I think that for me is like a really, really big problem. Yeah. If people I, haven't got like the willingness, it's all good, you know, as we said last time, having the ability to, to know like your issues and stuff like that. But to just be like, these are my issues, but I don't want to work on it. It's like, well, I would just would end it straight away. And that's fine oh, if you don't want to work on it, but you shouldn't expect <laughs> people then to accept to be around you. You don't expect Ryder and, and to expect them just to put up with your bullshit just because that, this is just who I am. I get really anxious about everything, but that's just the way I am. It's like, it's like well, can you just let's not fly? Yeah, just you brush on. Why? Yeah. And then I also think you dig deeper and say, well, what are the situations that you're getting anxious about? Yeah. 
are they things that you are they actually reality or are they your perception of reality or are you being anxious about something that hasn't even happened yet is it the future that you're being anxious about because if it is then that's something that can be worked on yeah, yeah. like um, i also said to people who for example get anxious about situations or if it's workplace or whatever i'm i always said to them or if they get stressed i say if it's in your control, then don't stress about it. Yeah. But if it's not, yeah. then just don't lose it under control. Yeah. If, it's, if it's in your control, deal with it. Process the situation that you're going through. But if it's not in your control, what are you stressing about? Because there's nothing you can physically do. For example, I'll use my situation where whenever I flew to Bali a few years ago, I got out of the airport, got a taxi to go to Semiac, and I get out of the taxi, go to this hostel to check in. They're like, hey, I've got your pa- I've got your passport. So I'm going to my pocket to look for my passport. Can't find the passport. I'm I'm thinking, what the hell have I done? Checking my smaller bag, not there. Checking my suitcase, not there. And I knew it wasn't my suitcase. So I just knew. But I check anyway, open up everything. I'm like, Fuck, my passport's gone. And this is my first time just landed. It was like, it was a late flight from Sydney. So it was like, unless it's the last time you went. No, the one before that. Oh, two before that. You've been to bed. Um, Come in. Like six times. Um, and I ran out in the street. I'm checking, da, 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 can't find. And it was, and it was just one of those taxis that just got out of the airport. So there's no way to contact this this person. And at that point, I was like, "Holy shit! I've lost my fucking passport." I'm fuming. And then I was standing there like stressing. I gave them my driver's license, whatever, so they could get my detail. And I'm stressing. I'm like, "Well, it's gone now. Like, what, what am I going to do? Like, I'm here in Bali for the next." Do you found it? No. Oh, so it was actually lost. It was fully gone, yeah. What did you do? So that's what I mean. So, so like the embassy. Yeah, so in, in my head. so long. In my head, I'm like, well, it's gone now. There's nothing I can do. I can just go out tonight, get absolutely lit, yeah, yeah, and then just wake up in the morning and go ahead and just deal with it. And that's what I did. I went out and I got drunk, woke up first thing in the morning, like Googled um, British consulate or embassy in, in Bali, went in the morning, they were opened, literally walked in. Pretty easy to easy as hell oh fair because yeah. i lost mine in no i lost it i thought i lost it in thailand asia yeah uh, and, uh, <laughs> and i was like I, I basically just left it at the spike shop and i kind of thought that but i lost it and i stressed out at first and i was like if it's lost i have to go to the embassy i've never done it before yeah like, fuck i didn't want to get stuck in thailand i had to come back to it work. just depends though because sometimes you can be in a place where there is no embassy and you have to travel really far i think in thailand it's in where we were in kosamu i think it's in bangkok maybe that was the closest one maybe wow I'm not sure. How do you fly to There's not one in coast. There wouldn't be one in coast. No, nah, they. I think it was off one of the islands. I could get a boat to. Yeah, I think yeah. one of the islands. I think maybe it's in like Phuket, maybe. But that was like that was the annoying part, having yeah. to fly somewhere or get a boat. But well, you can fly like domestic. Oh no, because like you're not. Can you not? In case you're this didn't work. Yeah. Um. So I literally woke up, went to consulate, explained the situation. I had a screenshot of my passport from ages ago. And they looked at it, took a new photo, applied, and then within two days, I'm like, oh fuck, it's a gold word. Just wanted to allow me to travel back to share. Oh mate, that's so good. And then you just have to go to like the the Balinese or the the Indonesian like immigration just to get a letter and a stamp. I need to get a police report. That's yeah. it. Fair. That's it. But it just goes back to always worry about what's in your control oh, yeah. because the things that aren't in, contr- in your control, well, control, and not control. So why, why are you stressed to let it go? Just move on. Yeah, 100%.
And that also goes into relationships as well. If there's mm. stuff in your relationship that you can't control, if you're willing to work on them, yeah, do that. But if it's stuff that your partner literally needs to work on and it is fully out of your control, mm. then that's up to them. But, and do the most you can. If they're not willing to work on it, then that pretty much gives you your answer by the relationship. In the bin. In the bin. In the bin. If, the, if your partner is aware of situations and parts of them that are negatively affecting the relationship and you go to them with how you feel about it and how you feel it is affecting the relationship as a whole and they're not willing to do anything about it, improve on mm. that, then that pretty much gives you your answer. Right. percent I've been in situations in your relationships, I'm sure you have, where you've probably gone to partners or partners have gone to you and and you obviously mentally made a decision whether the relationship was worse to you doing anything or what more wrong to you. That's exactly what yeah. I've been in my last relationship. Yeah. They're bringing me stuff and I would say, I'll go to therapy, I'll do this, but I'm then Yeah. Because it wasn't work, the work for me to do. Yeah. I didn't care about the relationship after all. Was your partner going to therapy at the time? Um, no, but I think that at the time we'd worked out that she decided that I was the, the key issue in the relationship. That's a red flag. And so it's something to like work, do the work. Because she kept getting upset with me. I was never the one getting upset. I mean also because maybe I didn't care about enough to get upset. <laughs> yeah. So like she was the one having issues with me. I wasn't really having issues. Enough issues with her where I would be like go to therapy, but it was a lot of things I was doing where she was like, this is maybe a reflection of like the inadequacies of you being able to handle a relationship. I also think if you're in a relationship and your partner tells you to go into therapy, they should also go into therapy. I think they, I think that... Because of the reason why they're in the relationship and accepting whatever negative energy you're bringing to it. So it's like, why am I here yeah. accepting it? I think I you can only... Like, when it's worth the battle. You know? Well, I think you can only say that as well. If, if you have at least been to therapy yourself. Yeah, yeah. If you've been to it and you're like, you know, you're self-aware. Yeah, yeah, that's fair shit. Yeah, like, look, I... I it worked for me. It's hard to say you do it, but I've never done it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you like, I've done it and it worked for me. I think you would lean better. Because otherwise it's like, what context do you have to give me that advice? Yeah, just watch a few TikTok. Well, exactly, exactly. Yeah, exactly. You, I watch this great podcast. Cool. Yeah. Men, men know nothing. Um, but yeah. Well, I, I think we're done. I so. I don't know, because I usually can see how long we've been recording for. So I've not really. Uh, we've been over like 40 minutes. I think that's good. Yeah, I think that's good, love. That was a good episode. Can you say something yourself? Yeah. Well, thank you very much, everyone. Guys, if you want to take the time, really appreciate it. Like, share, subscribe, leave a comment on anything you guys are listening to at the moment. It'd be greatly appreciated. Uh, merch to come soon. Some cool shit we're going to bring out. Some new forms of content as well. And uh, yeah, excited for you guys to see it. And, uh, as always, if anything in this podcast triggered you, Feel free to go fuck yourself. <laughs> and uh, no, but if you do think this is about you, it probably is. And uh, peace and love. Stay safe. And just to summarize, all the stuff that we've come out with today is all can can all be fixed and can all be improved and can all be created. If there is a willingness from both sides to actually come as their best selves, and both sides are both willing to communicate and take responsibilities for their shortcomings. I think if a, if a couple of unqualified therapists can give you this kind of advice, you can claim to do it as well. Peace.